What's up, everybody? This is your boy Wayne, aka the Pinoy Boy. This is another edition of the Pinoy Boy Files. So, it's Monday, and of course, I have to uh, get my two cents worth about my beloved Eagles. You know, I did want to give them at least a puncher's chance of winning. I knew that they had no, really no shot of winning. I mean, it, Steelers' uh, team is loaded pretty well. Um, their defensive line with their 3-4 with T.J. Watt one side and Bud Dupree in the other. You know, kind of reminds of the glory years when they used to have, you know, Kevin Green and Greg Lloyd. Or if you go even further back, when they used to have Jack Ham and Jack Lambert, Elsie Greenwood, you know, but that's taking it back for some of you young bucks who probably don't even know. But, I just want to share my thoughts on a few things. One, you can't really blame this one on Carson Wentz. Um, I mean, yeah, granted, you know, maybe there is time that he is holding the ball a little bit too long. That's only because he's trying to make a play. You know, he did escape out the pocket a few times, but he didn't do any of his running around like, trying to channel his inner Michael Vick, which is good because I don't really want him doing that because I don't want him getting killed out there. Because those Steelers linebackers are talking a lot of trash, talking about they're going to go ahead and knock him until next week, which didn't happen. Um, lost him. I mean, we're, we're, we're really playing with a mash unit right now. I mean, you're talking about, you know, Deshaun Jackson now, Alshon Jeffries out, Jason Peters out. Um, Lane Johnson practically playing on one leg. Uh, Dallas Goddard out. Now you got Darius Slay on concussion protocol. So we are in deep doo-doo. But the NFC East, it's not exactly as a bustling division because even as Dallas is 2-3 and three and is leading the division right now, they're still under 500. And they lost their star quarterback. So this season is going to be rather very interesting. But I do want to talk about what the Eagles need to do. I mean, they play Baltimore this week. Of course, you know, you have uh, Lamar Jackson as electric as it comes when it comes to playing the quarterback position. I mean, he is definitely a dual threat every time he gets the ball in his hands. But what the Eagles need to do they need to do a couple things to win. One, they need to run the ball better. I don't care what Dougie P tries to uh, tries to put it out there. They need to run the ball better. When Miles Sanders runs a 74-yard touchdown and then you don't give him the ball afterwards practically? Come on, man. Quit trying to act like you're the smartest man in the building there, Dougie P. And just let's keep it simple. Feed Miles the ball. As simple as that. I mean, Boston Scott and Chloe Clement has pretty much just been afterthoughts. I mean, I don't know what's going on, but they're definitely not bringing... I mean, Chloe Clement hasn't brought no magic back since 2017. So, so, this, so if, if he don't start producing soon, I would start looking for some help elsewhere. 
But they did might be might have found themselves a diamond in the rough with Travis Fulcum. Now he's a big guy, 6'2, 215, can jump out the gym, has a crazy wingspan. He's basically what we thought JJ Arcega Whiteside should have been. And here Whiteside still hasn't done a damn thing. I mean, I don't get it. This guy was talking all types of cash trash, saying, oh, I've been catching everything in, in camp. But when it comes to the actual games that count, he hasn't done a damn thing. Waste of a pick. Especially when you see guys like DK Metcalf, Terry Mc, uh, McGillen, and now that Claypool kid. He could have drafted those type of guys, but instead we draft bums. I don't know who's making the personnel decision, especially since Joe Douglas is not there anymore. But if it is Howie Roseman, somebody need to lock his ass out of the draft room. He does not need to be in there, period. Because all he drafts is bums. I mean, Nate Gary. I'm sure Nate Gary is a nice guy. I'm sure that he's a serviceable player, but he's not a starting player. I mean, he's a special teams guy at best. He can't cover. He's too small to stick him in the box. So what can what, what is he good for? Special teams. That's it. You drafted Sean Bradley and Davion Taylor. You know, two guys who are athletic enough. Maybe they don't have enough seasoning. But what do you got to lose? Nate Gary can't come with a damn. And I think Duke Riley got hurt too on that one play in which he caused a fumble. But that's when he led in with his head. And he probably suffered a stinger or a possible concussion. So you got that. And now if Darius Slay is hurt, oh, man, listen, it's going to be a long couple of weeks. We can easily be 5-10-1 when this season is over. 5-10-1. I mean, we got a good defensive line leading the lead in sacks. That's great. But it doesn't help any when the rest of your defense can't carry the whole weight, unlike your defensive line. And really, you can't, you know, this particular past game, you can't blame this one on Carson Wentz. It's probably his best game he played yet. And I think when he says that we're close, I believe it. Now, if Jeffries come back and DJs come back, then comes a the question. Who's going to be the number three guy? Is it going to be Greg Ward? Or is it going to be Travis, Travis, uh, Travis Fulton? Because honestly, D-Jax, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love D-Jax. When he was in his prime, the man was about as money as you can get. But it seems like every time he'll play a couple snaps, boom, hamstring hurt. Boom, this hurt, that hurt. I mean... But yeah, he still wants to be considered one of the all-time greats. 
You can't be one of the all-time greats when you hurt all the time, D-Jax. Come on, baby. You got to get back in the game. <clears throat> Alshon Jeffries? I mean, I know that you got beef with, with Carson for some odd reason. I don't know why. But if you try and get that last payday, I suggest that you come on with it. You can get gone, too. And another guy that I think needs needs to get right, and I think he's he's letting this his money situation mess with his head, is Zach Ertz. I think Zach Ertz, when he's on his game, he's he's better than than any other tight ends you see out there. But to me, I think he's letting this money situation mess with his head because he's not he's not really doing much. I mean. I'm glad I didn't draft him in the fantasy football. I would have been beating my head against the damn wall. It wasn't that long ago this guy had over 100 catches. And now this guy can't catch a damn cold. I mean, he was never really a good rack guy anyway, run after the catch. But he at least had enough speed to, to uh, you know, beat the linebackers. And he was big enough to out-muscle the cornerbacks and the safeties. But he act like he don't want to play no more. And he just acting like that because, you know, he wants George Kittle money. I hate to tell you, man, if you want George Kittle money, you got to go in there and you have to just ball out. Carson Wentz needs you, man. So stop whining. Stop, stop you know, boo-hooing and getting pissed off. And we need you to ball out. Because when you got you and got it together... You guys make a great tandem. But if you want to go ahead and, I don't know, pull a T.O. and, and figure you want to save yourself because you want to get paid, then, you know, enough for nothing, you can get going too. So next week, this upcoming week, when they played um, Baltimore Ravens, I would give them more deeper breakdown. Still seasoned over the loss with, with the, the Steelers, but let's face it, Steelers is a good team. And that Claypool kid, you know, man, once he's a little raw, but he damn near torched the Eagles. That's for sure. Four touchdowns. That's crazy. But anyhow, I just that's my two cents worth of the matter. You know, I don't know. This this year has been kind of crazy. And, and who knows? Maybe seven, eight, one might might get us in. Who knows? But we got to definitely need to do better. And we have a murderous role of a schedule to, to deal with. So, Eagles, that's just ball out from here from here on out, man. We got because, you know, don't nobody have respect for us, no love for us, nor, you know, you got other teams clowning us and everything. So, I say, let's just ball out and shut them all up. Plain and simple. That's my time. It's your boy Wayne, a.k.a. the Pinoy Boy, signing off. Take care. What's up, everybody? This is your boy Wayne, a.k.a. the Pinoy Boy. Another edition of the Pinoy Boy Files. So, I already kind of met my rant and raving about how jacked up, um... The Eagles defense was this past um, Sunday. But I do want to kind of share 
on some random thoughts. And then I'm going to kind of talk about a few other things. Um, defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz had his uh, little press conference today. Now, Jim Schwartz, even though he's not a head coach, he acts like one. And I and um, honestly, I think the Eagles kind of give him that type of, of uh, authority as far as for not only just personnel, but also for plays. So my question, and maybe somebody for the life of me can answer, is why they couldn't either A, call a timeout, or B, call an audible on that one last play when Gary was caught pretty much like a deer in headlights against Claypool. Make no mistake about it. Even though Malcolm Jenkins is on a decline, he is the was the unquestioned leader of that defense. And he is sorely missed. So who's gonna step up and be that next guy? Who's gonna be that lead dog? You would think a guy like like Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham would take point. Seems that Malik Jackson wants to kind of like to take a take a um, um, a leader spot as well. There's got to be leaders in there that's going to have to let these young guys know that you got to be accounted for. You're here to do a job. Not just here to collect the paycheck as they look my mom on TV. Um... Now, they're playing the Baltimore Ravens this upcoming Sunday. Now, make no mistake about it there. Whoever's listening to my podcast, thank you, by the way. This is not going to be easy. Baltimore's defense, it may not be as electric as the the, the Ravens' defense of old when they won the Super Bowl back in 2000 during the Ray, Ray Lewis era. But they are still formidable. They are still dangerous. And their offense, even though it's simplistic, it's effective. You pretty much stop Lamar Jackson from running the ball, you have a good shot of winning. Sounds simple, but it's difficult. And we don't even know yet if Darius Slay is going to be able to play because he had concussion protocol. Avanti and Maddox is still out. So who's going to play the other corner spot? Is it going to be Jalen Mills? Um, is it going to be, I don't know, Joe Neckbone of the week? Because we damn sure don't know who the heck is playing corner after Jalen Mills. Is Will Parks going to come back? So I know that he was on the IR for a while. So that in itself is a lot of questions that, that needs to be addressed. It needs to be brought up. And naturally, whenever Jim Swartz was asked about why he didn't call a timeout, he said that he didn't know. He didn't notice that flaw. Really? Really? How many years have you been in the league? 
wasn't you a head coach? And you didn't notice. Come on, man. That's no excuse. Now, the Eagles drafted those young kids, Bradley from Temple and Taylor from Colorado. Yes, I know they're raw. But in the words of Donald J. Trump, what do you got to lose? They're athletic. They're raw. Might as well just throw them in there. Because whether you like it or not, they're Eagles fans. This is kind of a semi-rebuilding season. I mean, let's face it. Do you honestly expect Deshaun Jackson and, and Alson J, uh, Jeffries to just come back and, and just take their roles back? No. I even put Zach Ertz in that category. I mean, he's been around since 2000, what? 2013, 2014? Maybe Father Tom starting to creep up on him. Because he's he's not playing the Zach Ertz that we up with that we know. I mean, honestly, I think Carson Wentz might have found himself a new security blanket in Travis Fulcom. Between him and Greg Ward. Because the one thing that them two know how to do is get open and catch the football. So a Dallas guy that comes back, I think our offense is gonna be pretty tight. And if Jalen Rager comes back from that thumb injury, that's the guy that can stretch the field. No question there. So that's my thoughts and spins on about the Eagles. Now, it is October 13th. It's getting pretty damn close. We're in the home stretch there, folks, as far as when it's time to vote. And I know that some, and, and, and I know that some has already voted by a uh, mail ballot, and some is gonna gonna be like me and vote on the day they're supposed to vote. Now, the one thing that I am really kind of trying to emphasize here, and I'm hoping that the people who do listen to my podcast kind of take this for what it's worth. I mean, I have no political allegiance. You know, just because I'm a Marine Corps veteran doesn't mean I'm just going to go all Republican down the line and check all the boxes. And vice versa with Democrats. I'm all about whoever's going to get the job done, I'm going to vote your ass. Whether you're a Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, Independent. But the one thing that I don't like what's going on in our country is that people are reading into the hype. People are being misinformed. Families and friends are getting divided and sometimes to a point of even being severed over because of all that's all this dissension that's going on in our country. To a point that you got police brutality is at an all-time high. Our economy is really taking a tailspin. Racial tensions is really starting to get even more um, more tighter and tighter to a point that I fear not only do I fear for my life, my wife's life my kid's life most of my grandchild my fair my, my grandchild is very light skinned has green eyes but she has the curly hair so naturally she's going to be looked upon 
whether they're going to go ahead and accept her for what she is or they're going to call her a half-breed nigger. That's the part that scares me. Because if Trump gets elected, this the guy who pretty much might as well just flat out says that he's all for white supremacy. Stand up, stand down. Come on, man. When you had the opportunity to say, no, I do not condone that type of violence. He could have said that, nipped in the bud, and maybe, just maybe, picked up some votes. But instead, he just pretty much kept his mouth shut over that, pretty much implying that he's down with these type of idiots. So, the ones that are all in for for this guy, it just kind of makes you wonder if you are like one of them too. Because if you are, that ain't right. And that's all I got to say. So make your voice heard. Get your ass out there and vote. Whether you vote for Trump or Biden, it's your choice. For the ones that don't vote and they still complain about how jacked up this country is, I suggest you shut the hell up. Because if you don't vote, you're pretty much not letting your voice be heard. And that's all I got to say about that. This is your boy Wayne, a.k.a. the Panoi Boy, signing off. Everyone out there, be well, be blessed. Take care.